0: hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources,
1: please visit KevinWest.org. I want to share something with you. I'm going, to, I'm going to do this in 10 minutes because if I go any further than 10 minutes, and I'm going to go really slow, so it's going to be the slowest 10 minutes of our life, but I'm going to unpack something, to, to begin to unpack something today, and I have to go slow because you've got to get a hold of what I'm going to teach you. I'm not gonna hack and preach today. I might. I'm not. Probably won't even spit. If it does, it'll be because of the candy. It won't be because of the anointing. Okay. I'm just gonna be really honest with you. I feel this real, this, this 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 sense of urgency to take the month of October. We've been building on this for the last three or four weeks, if you'll know what I'm saying. And I've been talking about the seed in the ground and getting revelation and light versus darkness, and we you know, going from the, that sin focus, darkness and sin all the time, over to the revelation of the light, of, of, of illumination and understanding. And once you become walking in the light, you are children of the light, and your life becomes a whole different meaning, okay? And I've been wanting to get here where I'm gonna to go today for the last few weeks, and I have to get here in a short period of time but we're going to build on this over the next, probably the month of October. And this is going, if you can get grasp what I'm going to tell you, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to share it. No fancy presentation, just I'm going to trust the word is so potent that your light, lights are going to go off in your mind and go, oh my gosh, okay? But if you don't get what I'm saying, you're going to be left behind, and I'm not talking about the book and the movie, okay? A whole different reason. So I got, I got, you've got to get this, and this is critical, and everybody was singing about it today. I've been trying to get here for the last two weeks, and I know you're thinking, gosh, he's, he said he's going to do it in 10 minutes. He's already three minutes into this, 10 minutes, and he hadn't said anything. Hear me when I say this. How you thought it was, it's different. I'm not going to say you're wrong. It's different. You and I have lived over the last several decades of our life, depending on how old you are, with the paradigm and the idea that life is separated from here to there, okay? When this life is over here, that life of the unknown will begin. I'm going to show you today in the Scripture where that never was the case and still is not the case. Okay. In the first six days of creation, God created everything, right? On the seventh day, he rested. Everything you see today is out of those six days that he created, okay? He continues to create through you. But what you're creating will use the resources that were created on those first six days. He takes man after he rested on the Sabbath, and he takes Adam, he looks at all of his creation, and he says, Wow, this is incredible, it's good. However, there was a a mist that came up out of the garden, and we call it the Garden of Eden because the scripture does, and it was called the, the, the Garden of Eden which was this special place, was placed in the eastward, Genesis says, part of the earth. The word eastward means the beginning. Way back. It was before even time. Are you following me? Out of the earth there was a river that flowed and that river that flowed in Hebrew, the word river that flowed and watered that earth, that garden the word river in the Hebrew means prosperity. So There was a connection from a river that that lent everything that the earth needed, the river was providing. That river was connected to the Father. Okay? You had the heavens and the earth, you had the earth, you had six days, God created everything. In all six days, everything was created. He looks at the earth and says, oh, I don't have anybody to tend, to dress, to steward, to do business, to procreate here in the earth. So he takes dust of the ground, forms man, places the man in the east side, which is the way before time side of the garden. Connected to a river of prosperity that flowed from heaven, from God's throne. He looks at the man and he says, Adam, man, there are two trees I placed in the middle of this garden. One is tree of life, the other one is the knowledge of the the tree of good and evil. What's this? He says, You could eat all of these other trees in the entire world, eat them all. They're all good for food. The tree of life's in the middle, it's in the center. It's right in the middle of the thing. But right next to it is that tree of life. Listen, the minute you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. We have thought for years that the devil created death. I'm going to tell you today that God created death. He created it in six days. Look upon the six days. The devil's not the father of death. Adam, if if you eat of that tree, the day you eat of that tree, You shall surely die. Death won't be created. You'll activate something that you have authority over, but it will then have authority over you. It's already created. It's to work for you, but the minute you become disobedient, and the Hebrew word is rebel, when you become rebellious, and the, the Hebrew word for that is sin. When you become disobedient and eat of that, you create a separation between us, me and you. And that happens, then death will be activated and you'll surely die. Death will have an in, 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 a way in the earth that you're not going to be over top of. It'll be over top of you. When Adam rebelled through Eve, what happened was death and the separation and the doctrine of that separation entered into teaching into the world. And from that point on, it became here and there. And as long as death has a voice and dominion over our lives, there will always be a here and there. The moment you get a revelation and the light goes off on your mind that death doesn't separate you. It somehow is working the will of the Father to bring fruit in the here and now. That's tied to somewhere what we know is over there. God isn't afraid of death. So when Adam, when Adam sinned, are you are you following me? I don't want to talk into a riddle. This is important because this is the foundation of life. When Adam sinned, Adam gave life to death. When he gave life to death, a separation from here and there became in the minds of of him and his people. So there was always a, a moment here and a moment there. But through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, through on down the scriptures, anytime somebody would pass away, Genesis chapter 50 says it this way, Jacob was full of age, Joseph was there weeping and crying because his dad was passing on, and it said that Jacob was leaving to go be with his people. That's what it says. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all of them said it. So there was this passed down information that's sure there's sorrow here. When there's a death. Curtis was talking about it this morning. There's sorrow, but when you begin to see you are not a temporary person living in a temporary time unless you give life to death and never accept the life of Christ that gave death to death. Through one man's death, disobedience, all became rebellious and separated Through and gave life to death. Through one man's obedience, the cross, Jesus gave death to death and brought eternity back to where there's no separation between us and them. Does that make any sense? Are you sure? Because I can't go any further without it. I, I just can't. Because we're living our life in fear of loss, separation, oh God, what do, what do I do? When in reality, when you step over those things, you begin to see life through a lens where God himself begins to share with you his eternal perspective, not your temporary day-to-day mundane, how we're gonna get through the day. You begin to connect back into the eternal. Healing is not in the earth. It's from, the, from heaven, right? But as long as you're connected to the eternal in heaven, healings on the earth. The minute you still live a life separated from over there, that one day that's gonna be, no, 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 no. Listen, this is gonna sound really crazy. That awareness of over there has got to become even as real as your awareness here. That's why Jesus, or Paul said. Or I think it was G, where, death. Where's your sting? Is that it? Yeah, uh-huh. is it was it was a grave? Where's your victory? Paul said it this way in Philippians. I don't count myself. Appreh- I'm not apprehended yet, but I'm trying to get apprehended. He said the things that I thought were I had were gain. I've counted them all for loss, because what I thought I knew, I really don't know. But I do know this. This one thing. I press on to the things that are before me, forgetting those things which are behind me. This was a scholar. This was a smart man. Something illuminated in him, and he got a hold of something that brought perspective from the entire creation. You're going, this is crazy. This is like philosophy. Oh, no. Got to know. You got to know that God created death. God created the devil, the one that you wrestle with. Mm -hmm. He created him. Not to wreak havoc in your life, for you to be over. Mm -hmm. Because there's always going to be tension, The tension of living and the tension of dying. The tension of the law and the tension of grace. The tension of putting your hands on it and letting God do it. It's just like gravity. You jump off the building, your body's going to go down, but your heart's going to try to go up. The church is in the tension now. Most are wanting to get out of here. But the heart of your father is saying, you better stay here. Amen. Thank you. There's always the managing of that tension. Always. So we've got to understand, we've got to grow up to a place where I can't come in here and give you, and you don't need, three steps to make your finances better. You don't need seven steps where I got my healing that you might be able to do and get yours. I can tell you my template, but I can't put my template on you. What I can give you is what I'm carrying, and that's something eternal that invades your personal life that causes your whole world to either grow up or blow up. And when you blow up, you'll eventually grow up. But there is no growing up without blowing up. Or you can stay dry up and get your steps. And you're, just tell me what I got to do. Just tell me what I got to, what do I do to be saved? I'll tell you what you do. You repent, repent, and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, that you might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, take that and just make a denomination out of it, and everybody's going to be going, wow, this is empowerful. So we create a template. And everybody just follows a template. No. Repent. Repent. Yeah. What, of my sins? No, of your terminal, temporary perspective of life, so you can begin to see that there is no separation between you and God. Amen. And you don't have to go there to be in eternity. You're eternal here. One day we will go there in a different body. Yeah. But until then, you need to be aware of who has gone on before you. Don't you lose sight of the grandma and grandpa that has gone on. Yes, they become memories and their memory, but listen, they're more real today there than you are here until you get a hold of what they got a hold of over there. Amen. Amen. And when you begin to see it from that perspective, God, I've been wanting to get here for a month. When you begin to see it from that perspective, death, loss, fear is working for you, not against you. That's why Jesus was able to say to Lazarus after four days, John reminded me today, four days, come out of that grave. Listen, Jesus came on the fourth day and Lazarus was bound up. The Bible says in Peter, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. Jesus came on the fourth day, right? In creation, you can see what he created on the fourth day. He created life. So on the fourth day in creation in Genesis, he did the same thing in Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Why? I'm bringing you forth out of that grave clothes to unravel you so you'll see that whether you're here or whether you're there, you're still alive. In Psalms, it says it's it's a blessing. It's joy at the death of one of his saints. Don't even ask me how it works. I just know it's not intimidating to him like it intimidates us. Gosh. God created it. The devil is not God's enemy. He's yours. Amen. But he's not his. God is not turning his fingers and hands up and rolling around and going, God, he's yeah. He looked at him and said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to and fro the earth just walking back and down, what he said in Job, go back to it. Do you think God said, got to keep him out because I got to have a plan back here and we got to put our people, come on, let's get Michael and get uh, Gabriel together and let's get all the, the two-thirds that didn't fall. Let's get them together and say, hey guys, we got this. Now he's going to go over on the east side. He's go- No, what he said was, I will come in the midst of your situation. You will think you have lease on the, this earth for 4,000 years and You have. And the biggest key that you have is death in the grave. I'm coming in your territory, under your terms, and I'm gonna let you think you have me. If the prince of this world would have known, he wouldn't, Corinthians, it says he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Listen, if he fought, the enemy would have never wrecked your first marriage if he had known where you're gonna to be today he would have never took a piece of your family. He would have never let you get addicted. He wouldn't let that thing happen to you. He would, no way, you don't think he'd have been reeking. No, you would think after a while, he would begin to go, every time I go at them, they come out on top. All he's trying to get you to do is live in a temporary place. If he can swarm you with problems and issues, right? He has the dominion over you. Then fear and death dominate your life. If you will see every time the trial comes, it's really a promotion. Man, I know a guy that was going to the Lord prayer and and everything was falling apart in his house. And I got to close after this. Everything was falling apart in his house. I mean, washing machine, the car, everything. And he starts keeping up a tally. He's going, my God. He goes, he's up to like three or $4,000 and just getting worse and worse and worse. So he went to the Lord and he said, Lord, I need you to rebuke him. Lord, rebuke him. That's what they said in the scripture. Lord, the Lord rebuke you. And he, he went through this whole thing. And finally the Lord said, he's not wreaking havoc on me. He's wreaking havoc on you. I still have already won on the cross. I'm still gonna come back one day and I'm advancing the kingdom whether you see it or not. He's wreaking havoc on you. When are you gonna quit eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and try to reason it out when you could just partake of Christ, which is the life, and begin to have dominion over your own life? You know what he did? Got a big red lipstick and went to his bathroom mirror. Starts writing it down. 2,000, 1,000, 1,500. His wife said, What are you doing? He said, I'm making a total. So he got like three or $4,000 worth of totals here. And he said, well, She said, What are you doing? He said, I read in the scripture where the thief gets found out, he has to pay me back seven times. Amen. So he took that red lipstick, wrote down everything, that went down here on his house, multiplied that by seven, and said, You're paying me back. Amen. Listen, he began to command. I'm not joking. This is going to sound nuts. But he began to command because something rose up inside of him realizing, I'm not under you. I don't work for you. You work for me. And even though I don't see all things and hear all things and know all things, I know somebody inside of me that is. Somebody that does. And I'm going to hold him. I'm going to hold him, God, to his word. The book of Isaiah, it says this. At the end of time, as we know it, you're going to say these words. They're going to bring your enemy yep. in front of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it says that the man, us, the body, is going to look at the enemy and say, this is the one, the man. It says, this is the man that has deceived all the nations. If I know that scripture is there now, I don't want to be there back when the time comes and go, oh, there it is. I want to say it now. I want, listen, listen to me. We are gripped by things we can't control. Mm -hmm. And fear motivates us. When you tap into what's already put back together inside of you, which is not the separation from the eternal to now. When you became born again, Jesus gave you life to your life when he put death to death. Yes. So now you'll never experience death. Amen. You'll pass from here to there, but you won't experience death. Right. Amen. Oh, listen. Listen i got to close, so I'm sorry. We picked up a kid raised in rural North Carolina, okay? Rural North Carolina. Picked up a kid that really knew the hills of North Carolina pretty well, the country, knew it well. His grandpa and grandma picked him up and said, you know what, he's going to die out here in the hills because all he sees is these hills. But he can, man, he can fish, he can hunt, live off the land, incredible. They said, but you know, we really believe there's, there's more in him. So they picked him up. Took him to New York City Became an 18 18 or 19 year old boy dropped him off and said listen We're coming back to get you in a year. We're gonna put you up in this apartment. Here you are All I need you to do is take the same instinct that you had here and I need you to just explore it here now for a while You're going to flounder You're gonna mess up. You're gonna be afraid and you're gonna be scared but I need your surroundings to become smaller even though they're bigger than you think. They put him in New York City. He floundered for six months, eight months, nine months, 11 months, wanted to come home. And they said, well, you're not coming home. You want to come home and dominate that? I need you to dominate this. When he realized there was no way out, and he couldn't go back home. He said, this is my lot in life. I've got to either make it or it's gonna break me. So he starts knocking on doors. I I need to learn New York. Tell me about New York. What is this here? He used the same instinct. Today, it's a second generation, but they own tons of property in New York. His family live in New York. They have businesses in New York. Why? Because he went to New York and he went, It looks overwhelming to me, but there's something inside of me that was in North Carolina that caused me to be able to to rule my area. I needed to come outside of my area to come over here to be challenged. Some of you have it okay, and you've learned how to manage and rule your current life. The Lord wants you to see Huntington or Ashland or Ironton or Wayne or wherever you're from, just like your little residence at your house. He wants you to see the West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, this United States, the world. There's nothing impossible for them that believe. This isn't a motivational speech, it's the gospel. It's the gospel unperverted, uncontaminated. Who's going to tell you? Who has ever told you that God created death? Who told you that he's not afraid of the devil? The devil came to him and said, you come to torment us before our time? They shake and tremble at the sound of his word. (laughs) Death spit up Lazarus. the well spit up Jonah the grave vomited Jesus That's right. it can't hold you either Amen. Amen. your loss is not a loss until you see it's the end and when you see it's the end it's only because you're seeing a separation between here and there I didn't mean it didn't hurt of course it hurts God, the pain is sometimes unbearable, but let the pain have its perfect work, but your blessed assurance is that one day we're gonna be reunited. David said it this way, I'm not fasting anymore. I fasted while the kid was sick, but I can't fast anymore. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna wash my clothes, wash my face, I'm gonna eat, why? I can't, he can't come to me, but I'll go to him. But don't think for one minute that he ain't here. Because he is here, even though you can't get there. Ask Elijah, ask Moses on the Mount of Transfiguration. They were there. only thing that could happen, Peter couldn't see him until the glory of God allowed him to see him. Jesus isn't over there, he's right here. Oh, would you stand with me? God, we've got to close. When, when, when this mindset, when this revelation and illumination begins to get inside of you, you begin to see life through a whole different lens. I promise you. In the month of October, I'm going to take you through story after story in the Bible, that's going to show you how to create what Adam missed. Adam's rebellion, his disobedience, gave life to death. That was supposed to be working for him, Adam was running from. Now death runs from Jesus, and it should run from us. Father, in Jesus' name. Every sickness and every disease every malady in a person's body, I curse it in Jesus' name right here. Every headache, every tension, every pressure, I just say, God, let it have its perfect work, but let them realize that that tension and pressure, they're over, it's not over them. Let there be a a, a release off of their shoulders of confidence knowing, oh yeah, it doesn't look good today. Yeah, and I can't explain it today. Oh, but it's working for my good. Let them see that this life isn't just a temporary vapor that's right here. This life might be a vapor here, but this life is where we're beginning. And it'll continue on throughout all eternity. You can't put a clock on it. You can't measure it. God, I thank you that we're going to be, you're raising up a people that truly have dominion, that truly understand what the kingdom of God and the kingdom and the rulership of Jesus the Christ is is all about you left us here in 2017 to create and procreate from the creator himself god we stand tall and we say we'll join together we won't have all the answers but the answers will come and the answers will be released to see your kingdom increased and established across the earth in jesus name amen 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 god bless you guys
0: What is it that you're called to be? Too often we think only people called into ministry are preachers, but did you know that God has called you to influence your world? Whether you're a teacher, a mom, a businessman, a doctor, you're called to bring who God is into your sphere of influence. I want to invite you to visit at Expression Church of Huntington. Our passion is to teach others how to be the expression of Christ in everyday real life. Service times are Sundays at 11 a.m., with Sunday school starting at 9.30 for all ages. We also have our midweek service called the Mid, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Our temporary sanctuary is located at 5185 U.S. Route 60 East in Huntington at the East Hills Professional Center off of the 29th Street exit. We will soon be moving to our permanent property at Commerce Park in Huntington. I'm Stephanie Scrag, and I am Expression.